0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Insights with Alicia. What is Insights with Alicia about? Every week we gather to learn and connect and I often say things and people always want to know more about it. They like the insight from the scientific psychic. There are so many things I've experienced that have transformed my life and I love sharing these insights to help everyone, not just my clients. I talk about relationships, our behavior, so many life skills that will literally change your life. And there are tools and ideas to support all these changes we want to make. And let's not forget about the animals. Sometimes I talk about them too. But those of you who don't know, I am Alicia Sweezer, owner of Who Knew Healing. I am an intuitive life coach, animal consultant and communicator, psychic medium, and intuitive mentor, and I provide healing and growth opportunities for people and animals. One of the reasons that I absolutely love doing Insights with Alicia is because it gives you a place to start creating something new in your life for free. And I get to shine the light on things and show a different perspective for how you can create change for yourself. And then if you want to, you get to choose to continue to grow down your path to work with me individually and transform at a deeper and usually quicker pace. Who doesn't like to do this stuff faster, right? And as always, new episodes of Insights are available on Mondays. The episodes are on my YouTube channel under Alicia Sweezer and on all the podcast platforms as Insights with Alicia as well as for my readers out there. I have not forgotten about you. Um, It will be available as a blog post on Wednesdays on my website, which is Who Knew Healing? Uh, And that's new with a K. Okay, let's get started. Today, we are gonna talk about psychic coaching, mentoring topics that no one talks about. I'm gonna let some secrets out. Uh, I feel like the magician who tells everyone how the, um, the magic is done, how the tricks are done. Um, and here is my disclaimer in this episode. There's absolutely no judgment or making someone else wrong. The topics I'm going to talk about are to help educate and inform and are based on my own experiences as well as my clients. And I invite you to always be responsible for yourself and your experience. Okay. Where do we start? My goodness. There's so many good things. Oh, and I forgot to mention there's so much of this stuff. This is a two part series. So tune in next week for the second half of it. We'll see how much we get through in this one. Um, But there's, it was just such a big chunk and it's just really come about. And I've been percolating on this idea and writing ideas when they pop in my head on sticky notes and sticking them around. And um, now my intuition directed me that it was time to put them all together and create them in episodes. So like I said, this one's a two-parter. So the first place that we're going to start is about something that those of us in the intuitive, psychic, energetic world, we call false light. And the truth is in every profession, there are people who do it in integrity and there are people where integrity is not their priority, not judging, just saying. And in the intuitive world, right, for psychics, um, the psychic world already has a lot of stigmas and stereotypes and misinformation attached to it. Um, And so when there are people who are behaving in a false light manner, it doesn't really help. And how that happens is because if people are gifted at being able to manipulate people's behavior or really read their behavior, I'm not talking about intuitively, it can be um, it can be challenging. And like I said, they don't have to be intuitive in, in this part. And as I said, in every profession, there are people who do it integrity and others that don't. As I mentioned, first and foremost, this is about you being responsible for yourself at all times. It is the main thing and that I teach my clients, one of the main things. There's so many. So it is that whatever is being said to you to check and see if it's real and true for you. Doesn't matter who is saying it. I talked about this in the episode about um, authority figures, and I'm sure it's in some of the other episodes. Um Even if I'm saying something to my clients or my friends and they're like, hmm, that may not be a fit. I want them to speak up because it doesn't matter what someone else is saying if it doesn't feel real and true for you. It's something to look at. And so in the psychic world, there are people who will behave in a manner that is extremely spiritual, extremely intuitive, extremely gifted in that super yummy, energetic way. I get it. And what happens, and I've done this in the past when I was new, is that we buy into that persona because we are either desperately wanting answers or we're wanting to shift things, right? There's no judgment in why it happens. For me, it was always, well, this person is the teacher, so they must know more. As a result, I checked out of my own intuition and bypassed it because I'm buying into the idea of like, well, they're teaching for a reason. Everything they're saying must be right, perfect. Etc. And I know now that that's not true. So it's a place for you to be able to look for yourself of like, oh, where are you bypassing your own intuition? Where are you just hook, line, and sinker surrendering to what someone else is saying <clears throat> because of whatever it is that we've got going on in the inside? That is what we call false light in the psychic world. And the truth be told, it can do a lot of damage. It really can got to get me a drink. I have multiple clients who have come to me from another intuitive coach in this city. This person acted extremely unethical and did a lot of damage to these people. I am grateful they found me. I'm not saying I'm better than the other person. I'm just different. One of the things that my clients know and my friends know is that I have a very high level of professionalism and what I do. I keep everything confidential, etc. My goal is for you to reach whatever it is that you are striving for. We get to remember not everyone is doing their own personal growth work. Not everyone is healing and not everyone is shifting things to move down their path. We automatically think that because someone is spiritual or because they're a therapist or because they're a healer or um, they're you know mentors or anything in between that they've done this they've done the work and they're continuing to do it. That they've healed themselves to a level and now they can help other people. Now, does that mean that we all still don't have our own stuff to deal with and heal? No, absolutely not. It's a lifetime journey. And there's a level of professionalism and ethics, and there's a level of integrity that goes into that. And the truth is not everybody does it, but there's this perception that they're doing it. That was one of the biggest things for me when I learned um, about mental health professionals, Uh, because I had some experiences with some that were less than ideal. And I didn't understand what was going on because I had bought into like, if someone is in this field that they've done all, you know, a lot of internal work and they're not projecting and and that sort of thing. And it's just not true. That does not mean by any means that there aren't amazing therapists, mental health professionals out there, because there are. I know some of them, I've worked with some of them, they're amazing. Like I said, every profession has both parts to it, right? Everyone, Every profession has people who do it ethically and people who are a little challenged in that area. I seem to not have um, a voice today, which is interesting. So if I sound a little gravelly, I apologize. <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from. I'm always doing my work so that when my clients get in front of me, none of my stuff is there. I'm not projecting my own triggers or emotions on them. And I'm simply getting and delivering their information, delivering their information in a clean way. This is one of the places that not everyone ascribes to that kind of process. Like I said, no judgment, it's just different. And this really comes into play in another topic I'm going to talk about. So when it comes to anyone that you are going to for insight, information, coaching, or psychically, basically anyone. And this is why I talk about it in the authority figures episode is that don't bypass your intuition. Don't completely buy into something without checking for yourself. I understand this place of when we're in crisis, it's hard and we're scared. Oh my gosh. I have been there, especially with all of my health stuff. You know, after my last head injury, The doctors did all kinds of things to me that were not helpful and did a lot of damage to my body. I never questioned it because they're the doctors. Now I do it differently. So it's this place where we get to be responsible for ourselves because that's what it ultimately comes down to. It's not someone else's job to make sure that we're okay. It's our job. And you know, when I talk about being responsible, it's not in the traditional sense. It's about being able to respond to our lives so that you can ask yourself when you're receiving information, whatever this looks like, how does this feel in my body? How does this feel to me? Does it feel light or heavy? If it's heavy, is it because I'm in resistance or because it's not a match? That's a big one for us introverts out there. Sometimes we think about doing some or something comes to us and we're like, Ew! so we have to check, is it heavy or is it just our resistance? We don't want to be in a place where we're assuming that something outside of ourselves Automatically has all the answers, and that we surrender everything to it without checking for ourselves. And that doesn't mean that they're automatically, and it doesn't mean that that person's automatically in integrity. Because, like I said, because there's this assumption that if someone is spiritual, then they behave in a certain way. And we also see a lot of that in organized religion. How many times have people completely bought into um, something that a priest or a reverend or whoever said? And it has not gone the way the person thought it was going to go. I'm not judging organized religion. I'm just saying it's another place where because we're believing the higher power, because it's got the word God on it or universe that we, whatever word you use, that we check it out, that we check out, that we bypass everything and we just go in blindly. Now, like I said, that's not about not listening to God, source, universe, whatever it is. It's this place of... We just completely take our consciousness and put it to the side because there are certain words involved, because people are saying specific things. And and like I said, I get it. I get it because we're sometimes in crisis mode. Sometimes we don't feel well. We're very scared. I totally understand that there's no judgment in here. And this is by no means easy. I'm just sharing that if we buy into a persona or if we're buying into an idea We get to check what's real and true for us. There may be only parts of that idea that are a match for you. And that one was hard for me too, because, you know, there's the saying of, right? Like, um, what is it now? I can't even remember, uh, check it out and take what works for you and leave the rest. I'm very much, you know, a complete person. I'm like, oh, this whole book. And I had to really work at that. Like I said, in the beginning years and years ago, because I was like, oh, well, someone wrote this book. They must know more than me about this subject. And it's not about knowing more. It's about what's a match for you, right? Because there are, I'm probably not even the first person to talk about this topic and me talking about it might not be a match for someone. Someone else talking about it will be a match for that person. So it's about just paying attention to what really works for you. Uh, the second topic, I want to talk about kind of ties into this because it's about our intuition and it can come into play ethically with psychics, coaches, mentors, et cetera. And this is about clients that want to be your friend. And I wanted to educate both parts on this because there's a lot of people who are, you know, starting to come into the service-based business of health and wellness and psychic and intuition and really wanting to help people, coaching, mentoring, all of those kind of things. And There's a lot of places where a lot of this stuff just isn't taught if they haven't taken classes, if they haven't, you know, um, the education part of this for themselves and it can get a little fuzzy sometimes. And so, um, I wanted to talk about it as well as for people out there who are finding themselves in this situation where they're wanting to be friends with their service provider, right? With their mentor, their coach, their psychic, and to educate them on like, this is why it doesn't work. It's not personal it's not so um and and like i said i totally get it i've had clients where i'm like oh my gosh i would totally be friends with this person cuz like i said it's not personal and here's the thing it's just unprofessional there are boundaries and there are boundaries for a reason because it's a completely different relationship that i have with my clients than i have with my friends and understandable why our clients want to be our friends. I'm speaking for myself here, but my clients feel safe in my presence. They feel seen. They feel heard. I'm able to guide them. They're not judged and we're an energetic match. And when you find people that you're an energetic match with, especially if you haven't experienced that before in your life, it's one of the best feelings in the whole world. And of course we want more of that. And the truth is is I don't work with people that aren't an energetic match um, or people who don't want to work along their path. So this is common for all of my clients to be an energetic match and want more of that yumminess. So we have a lot in common and that's usually one of the bases for a friendship, right? And like I said, the relationship is completely different. When I am with my clients, I'm not sharing things about myself. I'm not telling them how my day was. I'm not telling them about what's going on in my relationships. I will sometimes use some of my experiences from the past to show them how things can be shifted. And it's never about me. There are people that I've had sessions with, people that I've gone to for myself. And when I've gone, they've spent half the session talking about themselves. And that's okay. That's just not a match for me. So it's a different type of relationship between friends and clients. And it has to be this way. And I'm going to take the intuitive part out of this for a second, because that's a whole other layer that we're going to get to. So we're going to talk about traditional life coaching, mentoring. And with that, we still want to pay attention to where someone is making it about them. These boundaries are how we keep it clean. You all know I'm very much about keeping it clean. And what I mean by this is I'm not projecting my stuff onto you. My beliefs, my thoughts, my emotions are not involved. There isn't any attachment from me. The other parts are, one, I can say things to my clients that I can't say to a friend. And two, I can say them in a certain way to my clients that they can receive that you cannot say to a friend. The relationship is different because it's all about what we make the information mean. I can say to my client very clearly and directly, look, this is your behavior, XYZ, and this is what it's getting you. I have no attachment in there. That's what I'm talking about being clean. No attachment. I don't have a dog in the fight. You choose whatever it is that you want to choose. I'm fine with it either way. And if you choose something that's out of alignment, then we'll clean it up. It doesn't affect me. I don't judge you. When it's a friendship, it does affect me. Your friends can't hear the information in the same way because of the nature of the relationship. We automatically apply feelings, judgments, projected thoughts, filters, etc. cetera, and friendships. It just happens. It's how humans work. It's one of those things where I'm always telling you it's about what we make it mean. You've all heard me say that if I text my friend and they don't text me back, I don't think anything of it. But if I text a guy, a guy I'm dating, and he doesn't text me back in a quote unquote reasonable time, I make it mean all kinds of things. I will start to tell stories in my head. i would be like, oh, you know what? I don't know if this works for me or does it work for me? LOL. It's all good stuff because it lets me see what's really going on for my own growth. And it's about what we make it mean. The action was exactly the same. I texted someone and they didn't respond. The response was different based on who the action was with. So you see how saying something to a client is very different than saying something to a friend. Your friends can get triggered very easily and then it can influence your friendship. So is it hard sometimes for people? Yeah, I get it. And I love, absolutely love that people wanna be friends with me. And that's not our path together this time around for the most part. I do have one friend, she was an animal client and after her cute doggies transitioned, we became friends. We're not in a professional relationship. Our friendship is based on mutuality I'm not teaching her things every time that we're on the phone. We call each other for friendship things, support, guidance, caring, compassion, and fun. So it's different. Okay, so now I'm going to go back and add the intuitive part of this because this is different as well with friends and clients. When we have attachment to anything, as you've just heard me say in the texting example, it changes things. I'm attached to my friends. I am. That's part of the human experience. I do my very best to not be in a, attached in a way that isn't in alignment, right? I don't want to be clinging, feeling insecure, and all of that kind of stuff or attached to their choices. How it works in the intuitive world, and this is the part that people won't tell you, and people will even argue against this. So this is where I'm inviting you to pay attention and see what's really true for you. Because the lines get fuzzy when you become friends with your mentor, when you become friends with your coach, when you become friends with your psychic. The psychic lines get fuzzy. For the intuitive part where there's attachment, the intuition and the information we receive is not clean. It's not as accurate. And that's the truth. It is the absolute truth. When my friends ask me something intuitively, I straight up tell them, oh, I'm attached in here to your happiness or to the outcome or what you're going to think about this. So fair warning, there may be some bias in this information I'm going to give you. And sometimes it comes through clean, um, but I have told them up front, and I'm very in tune with this, and I'm very on purpose with paying attention to what's clean and not clean. Not everybody does that. I'm not saying it's better; it's just different. So there's this place of, you know, if you're going to someone for intuitive information, we want it to be clean. We want it to be accurate. There are so many intuitive psychics that I talk to that don't understand what I'm talking about when I say something clean or not clean, because they haven't taken the time to see what's theirs or what's someone else's. You all know that the first tool I teach anyone about anything, and that is to get very clear on what your energy feels like, and that it's your energy, your own thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, because feelings are different than emotions, and you know what is yours So I know what Alicia feels like, thinks like, vibrates at energetically. I know what's mine because then when something comes in, I can tell it's not mine because it doesn't feel like me. And a lot of people don't do that. So the lines get funny or funny. They do get funny. They also get fuzzy. It changes the energy. So for the psychic part, when there it's too many layers of attachment to get through cleanly. So the information changes, it's really no different than with animal communication. Like I said, sometimes it can be really difficult to read your own animal because of the emotions involved. We're very attached to our animals. And if you're in any kind of place where there's a crisis going on or a health concern, um, those emotions are very high at that moment. And it can be really challenged to hear the intuitive information from your animal clearly. So it's that place of because it's the attachments, because it's the emotions. Even with my own health challenges, if I'm really freaked out about something, I'm not able to hear my body as well. Other times, my body tells me exactly what it needs and it's very clear. My doctor will be like, he'll hold up bottles and I'll be like, that one, (laughs) right? It's always so funny because he tells the medicalist and he's like, just bring the bottles and she'll look at them and she'll know which one she needs. Um, My body is very clear when I'm not freaked out, when my emotions are lower. Now- My body's very clear in both ways. I just can't hear it because of the attachment and it's okay. That's why we have other people to assist us in that. And this is what I'm saying about having clients be your friends. So to recap, there are two things to pay attention to one, the boundaries of who you have in your life professionally, and to be mindful to keep them professional, even though you may want to be friends with them. Now, that doesn't mean when your professional relationship with them is over that you can't be friends. Also, be mindful of if at some point you do become friends, that the coach, et cetera, mentor, whatever, is still not in the professional role in the friendship. This can get a little challenging if one is always still being the teacher, because that's not a mutual experience, and it can get tiring for the person who's always teaching because they're not receiving. They're always giving. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that we're already at time. It went by so fast. So like I said, this is a two-part series. I'm going to pause us here um, because the next topics that we're going to talk about are, um, they have their own chunks and I don't want to split that part up. Um, So what we talked about today, in case you remember, was we're talking about false light, right? And to pay attention that not everybody, as in every profession, like I said, no judgment here, um, not everybody is doing their profession in integrity. And to not Buy into automatically the persona of something just because they're X, Y, Z, right? Um, and then the other part was uh, where we're talking about clients that want to be our friends. So like I said, if you've been the friend where you're like, why does this person not want to be friends with me? Remember, it's not personal. They're, you know, they're are doing you a service and you're paying them usually depending on whatever your relationship is with them um, for a service and they're wanting to keep it clean and ethical and professional. It's not personal. And for the professionals out there, if this is a new concept to you, I hope it was helpful where you can go, oh, oh yeah, this is, this is why we've got to keep it different if it hasn't dawned on you. And especially, like I said, if you add in the intuitive part of that, we want our intuition to not get fuzzy, right? We don't want the attachment in there to change what we're doing. So, okay, that's all. Tune in next week for uh part two and oh i wanted to mention because it's still june and i want to talk about this is i launched a celebration challenge for the month of june and so today is the 12th we're only barely halfway through every day we are going to celebrate ourselves i know right um and what are we going to celebrate every freaking thing no matter how big or small You've all heard me talk about how my measuring sticks are skewed, that unless something causes pain or is a big deal, it doesn't really register for me. Now, trust me, I'm a lot better at this than I used to be. And this is the next inspired step to heal this. And I know I'm not alone in this area. I hear the same issues from my clients. Another part of this is to be seen by others, celebrating ourselves. For some of you that may want to make you hide more, don't do it. Grab my hand. Let's do this. Let's break societal patterns. Let's break familiar patterns and let's break your thought patterns. So there's room to create more, more of what is alignment for you. This is going to be about using your voice and receiving the celebration from others. It only works if you choose it. So every day I've been posting in social media, Facebook and Instagram under who New healing, um, what I'm celebrating. And then you get to share in the comments what you have been celebrating. And like I said, we're celebrating it all. I want to hear it. This is where we get to shift our mindset about what deserves to be celebrated. I even talked about that in one of the posts. If you got a promotion, great. I want to hear about it. If even getting out of bed is a big deal, I want to hear about it. And if you talk to the person you have a crush on, definitely want to hear about that. And of course, anything with your animals. Join me for this. It is. Uh, it can really shift and change things. Some of the things that I have been celebrating, let's see if I can remember off the top of my head. Oh, here's a fun one. I totally forgot to do it on Saturday, two days ago. I knew what I was going to post and somehow completely spaced making the post. So I celebrated because I doubled up yesterday um, for the days I I posted to. And I celebrated that I didn't beat myself up for forgetting that I didn't beat myself up for, oh my gosh, you know, not getting um, a day done when I committed to do it all 30 days, all of the old stuff that I would normally say to myself. And I didn't do any of that. And, um, yesterday I celebrated, uh, that I have two episodes of insights with Alicia that I got done. What else was in there? Oh, there was a day that I realized that I had healed something and didn't even know it until it happened. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, my stove. I got a new stove. So I was celebrating that. I was excited that I could be cooking. So, like I said, it, it's whatever pops up for you and I want to hear about it and it can really shift and change things. So. Okay, everyone, have a fabulous week. If this was a contribution to you, then please subscribe, share, like, do all the things that gets this info to more people that it can help. And um, like I said, for my readers, it'll be posted on Wednesday. As always, thank you to everyone who has donated to my Cosmic Tip Jar. It allows me to create more free things that I get to give to people. If anyone feels led to do so, the links are in the descriptions. Um, There's multiple options. Thank you so, so much. Everyone have a great week. Tune in next week.